This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic. I have a problem. I look like Jared Padalecki. I got them Supernatural. So my value right now is zero. If you think about it, AI is actually the fastest path to communism. Forest farming is really not a vibe. Oh, no. Hi, Pay Pigs. Hi. Hi, Prayer Warriors. I beat Kendall to it. I did it first. I'm speaking over you. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. I'm in charge. Mm -hmm. You're not in charge. Absolutely. I guess you could actually... Ooh. You could just Kidding. cut me Ooh. out of the intro, though, since you edit the episodes, and you could, like, change the order uh -huh, so that you're the one that's doing the introduction, but I'm trusting you that you won't. I could change the order of the words that you say and make Ooh, you say something like what? but I won't because I'm, yeah. Like, I don't know, like, um, like, I don't support male feminists. That, that uh, get some engagement. One time I was in college um, and, like, the professor who was, like, she was a really nice but, like, like liberal woman and she was asking the class, I think, to try to show that feminism is inclusive. She was, like, who here thinks that men can be feminists? And like, everyone said yes, except for me. And I thought every, I thought we I thought we were all supposed to say no. So I said it a I little bit louder. The and then yeah. she was like, why? And I was like, because I don't think that men should be allowed to hold ideas. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah. And that, that no, sure it that was, and it was a class of mostly men um, too, because I took a lot of like history and politics stuff, and like men love being in those things. So then they were, it was all these men being like, I, "I'm a feminist," like raising my hand, like, "Yes, I think men can be feminists," and I was like, "No, I don't want you in my club." Do you remember that classic internet image of like a guy, and like there's a, it's like an instructional sheet of like how to get in women's pants in college, and it's like join a gender studies class raise your hand and say, I've been learning about history, but I need to learn about herstory. Step three, Ooh. receive panties. Like that's I think someone, <laughs> someone tried to pull something of that nature on me when I was in maybe like my second year of college or something where I took this like decolonial studies kind of class. And so it was, um, there was one white man that was in there. And at one point he like pulled me aside and he was like, hey, like, I just want you to know that like you don't need to like suffer <laughs> under this like internalized like racism and misogynoir. And I was like, what do you what do you mean? And then he was like, I just feel like the way that you're contouring your makeup is like <laughs> like promoting he was like promoting like notes. a european beauty ideal he was you know he was like why like do you feel like you need to like make your nose smaller like you don't need to do that like it's it's the europeans that are making you feel that way and okay so like on the one hand in hindsight like i was i was stuck in it, it must have been my first year of college because it was like 2014 the year that Kim Kardashian uh -huh, uh -huh. and her like drag queen 
style of makeup was like taking over you know when everyone was like contouring to just like go to the grocery store and so Mm -hmm. I was doing that but the thing is is that like the way that that style of makeup was promoted was just like everyone do it the way that Kim K does it when if you're like going to contour Mm -hmm. which you probably really only like need to do if you're like going to have your picture taken or like you're going to be on camera or something because it looks a little or like you're on stage because it looks a little bit silly um, as like an everyday look but if you're going to do it you have to do it for like the structure of your face the idea is to like highlight like the existing facial structure that you have but everyone was just like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it the exact same way that Kim K does it and so then everyone like kind of looked like her and so I fell victim to that also and so like I was looking kind of silly there are some uh pictures from back then and like I was making my nose real small but it was not for this man to say so um and no he was and he was like you're internalized misogynoir like I want (laughs) to save you um and it, it did not work I did not want to have sex with him after that so I feel like that's Mm. bad advice um if you are trying to get laid in college by by women by women I guess right um as a man as a man I feel like hmm trying to think what works what was effective can't really mm, go to someone's DJ gig and tell them like you're a really good DJ like you're so good um and just yeah like compliment them all night be like did you make that yourself like what software do you use like wow you're so talented I've never heard anyone like that like are you on SoundCloud like that's that's gonna work that's effective you should try that's men trying to have sex with women they're all DJs every woman is um I Uh I think maybe the Uh other thing that you could do as a man is like foster a woman's DJ skills be like hey have you ever thought about becoming a DJ Uh I just feel like I could really see you as one. Um, And I I think, Uh yeah, that's my advice for men. I think all of that would work. Yeah, I think that that would work really well. Oh, Um, so I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, I was, I was just thinking, I think that would work. I think, um, you know, if you, if you're like into slam poetry, um, it's actually pretty easy. It, it, it's pretty easy to write some like uh, by their standards, halfway decent slam poetry about like, I don't know your relationship with your dad and like how you're, you like questioning your masculinity in a way that would be considered brave. Um, and I think that could, that could get somewhere, you know? No, that could be I don't I think but... I just like, I don't want to hear a man be like introspective. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's you, though. It's just, like, I've... Listen, I went to a college that was 70-30, like, 70% women. And, listen, they, they like, if a man gave, like, a, like, so-called, like, allegedly bared his soul in, like, you know, a room with a couple little fold-out chairs while some people snapped, immediately they'd get, like, five women coming up to them after they gave their little reading. Um, so I mean, you have standards. Oh, you're, but yeah, I, I you're don't. A, you're a non-binary person. I don't. I didn't always. Um, I will. I'll embarrass myself. I'll yeah. be vulnerable. Why not? I was just like saying on the internet that people should not 
like share publicly times that they've been humiliated because it's uh, I think it's, it's not a good look, but I'll, I'll do it because it's, it's different if you're doing it for content. It's is behind it, a paywall. I don't think this one is going to be behind a paywall. Is I it? think this is okay, but it's, it's okay. Not behind I a paywall, think this is funny. Well, it's it's okay when you do it. So like, you know, I had a sapiosexual moment when I was like 13 or 14 where I had like read almost all of like the classics because that was that was what I thought I was supposed to do. And then I like looked up a list because I was like, I don't know what to read next. So I Googled like a list and it was just like hardest books ever to read. And so naturally I like went all the way up to number one. And I don't, I don't even know where I found this list. Uh And I was like, that's the book I'm going to read. And it was, have you ever read Gravity's Rainbow? It's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, It's kind of like Good Luck Chuck. Okay. Like the Dane Cook movie. Cause it's about a, it's about a guy (laughs) who has, like erections and his erections cause like kind of like magical problems sort of like how in good luck chuck like when he has sex with someone like they find the person that they're gonna marry like the next time that they have sex and so like tyrone slothrop Uh main character of gravity's rainbow which is a fantastic name um he like is a weirdo and he has a, a map and he puts a, a star on all of the places where he has a date where he fucks. Um, but those stars like happen mm-hmm. to line up with like where like, like the rocket bombs are landing. Um, but like a few days before and it's like, Oh, so like somehow like his, his dick is like connected. Um, so pretty kind of similar to good luck Chuck. Anyway, got pretty mm-hmm. into this book when I was like 14 and I was from a, a small town, and I was, like, the only person that read books, um, maybe. Um, and so I thought that I had, like, uncovered something that, like, people didn't know about, even though I found it on a list. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. That's how, that's how it is when you're, like, when right. you're 14, though. Like, you find it on a yeah, list, no, and you're, no like, nobody No one knows about knows this about besides me. me. Yeah, me which I and the guy who made like the list. Won a it's Pulitzer just those Prize, two. But I was like, this is like, no one knows about this book. Um, and so then I got to college. Mm-hmm. I was 19. And I remember going over someone's house or their apartment. And they were throwing a party. The party was not very good. Like someone like put on like a Guy Fox mask. And he started rapping. Um, and like someone else started like, reading Sylvia Plath out loud and I was like I gotta get gotta get out of this and so I just like went into someone's bedroom um and I saw their bookshelf and they had they had uh, Gravity's Rainbow on their bookshelf and I was like this person is the only other person in the world (laughs) who has ever (laughs) read (laughs) this book that I like and and I remember like confronting them about it. Oh oh, and they also had Infinite Jest, which was another book that I at the time thought no one knew about besides me, which is mm-hmm, hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I was like, how did you, how did you know about these books? And they were like, I don't like I don't know. I got them at a store, and I was like, this is crazy. Like we might be like soulmates, maybe. Um, uh, as it tur- as it turns out, like they had not read either of those books, which is like 
not bad. Like people buy books to like put on their bookshelf no. and read later. But I didn't even think to check that they had read. Like I didn't try to talk to them about it. I was just like, mm-hmm. you're the only one besides me and the person that wrote the list that knows about the book that's on the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's a, that's another way to get I, laid I is um, have a copy of Infinite Jest that works. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that also works. Maybe not anymore. We get we, we with the term male manipulator uh, creating such a such a tizzy, such a stir. Maybe Infinite Jest is no longer the yeah, book that well, you can have on your shelf. Maybe we need to go the like opposite direction. We need to start having yeah. trash books. You need to start having like garbage on your shelf, like stuff that you would buy at the airport fucking david mm. grisham just like some kind of shitty mystery now i actually i have a dream in my in like i have i have a dream in my heart and that is that i want to be um the kind of person that writes mystery novels that um you see in like an airport mm. um yeah she like, was a woman the from the wrong side because, of the like, tracks that's the kind of life but she was the only one yeah because you know <laughs> because it's the perfect balance of like you get to do something fun um, but you're not like recognized. You go to the airport in like fucking uh, Arizona, and you're like, "Oh, look, my book's on the bookshelf." And then you just ask the person who works there, like, "Can I sign some of these?" You could these? do that and now. You can put the sign thing on it, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I could do that right now. I could say like, "Yes, I mm-hmm. am." Like, Bethany, put on a blazer, whatever. and you would look like an um, author. No problem. <laughs> like, I look mm-hmm. like an author no problem, except like right now, I'm, I, my hair is not. Well, brushed. yeah, because um, you're eccentric, <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm eccentric. I'm eccentric, you know. Um, but like, you'd go there, you'd be like, I, "I'm going to sign all these books," and then you'd go home to your to your wife. Your kids have already graduated. You you live in like fucking Maine or Vermont or one of those other places that mystery writers live, and you just like write a book every now and then. Um, they're adapting your book into some like Hallmark movie. You get like royalties from it. It's a wonderful little peaceful life, I think, to be the kind of person who only writes books that get sold at the airport. Um, just like you, cause you get to write, you get to write fun garbage and then you're like not recognized on the street. Like that's fun to me. Um, but you have like a diehard group of fans, you know, that but just send you I letters. I feel like authors, that's fun. period, they like, they get like mm-hmm. pretty, they get like a pretty solid amount of like anim- anonymity, like even when they're famous in a more mm-hmm. mainstream way. Cause like. I feel like Sally Rooney is probably like one of the most popular authors of right now. And like, I feel like if I saw her, I would maybe be able to recognize her. But but there's also so many people that look like that. And she doesn't have a face that I see everywhere all the time that I would be like, oh, I I know for sure that's who that is. And that's like one of the most famous people right now. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I think also the thing is, is that when you're a famous author, I don't know if this is true for Sally Rooney, but it's, it's true for like a lot of the you know, the famous authors, that when you're a famous author, you have to, like, tweet, and you have to, like, do interviews, and I feel like when you write books that get sold at the airport, you don't have to do either of those things, (laughs) and I like that, I like that, I don't want to have to tweet, like, you have to tweet when you're, like, a famous author, you know, at least that's, like, part of Speaking of getting sold at the airport, Mm -hmm. do you forgive Joe Biden? Uh Do I forgive mm. Joe Biden? Okay, no. but like, let me. No. 
Um, I don't even if I did forgive him, I don't think he'd remember. Okay, but so, let me like um, it'd be inconsequential me, either way. <laughs> let me put this into perspective for you before you just say no. We're, okay, okay. Because we okay. wouldn't have <laughs> Fallout Boy mm-hmm. if it weren't for Joe Biden. Um, Pete Wentz's parents I, mm, met at a Joe get- Biden rally, so like, there's no other way for that connection to have happened if it weren't for you're right, Joseph you're right. Robinette Biden, which means that there would be no Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz wouldn't have been born. He wrote all the lyrics for Fallout Boy, so like Patrick Stump would have just been like hanging out in Chicago, like on MySpace. Like maybe he would have joined like a blues band. Yeah. He might have been like in jazz in high school or something he does have that blue yeah. hat that he and always wears it makes we sense. would just yeah. we'd have we'd have no fallout boy which means also okay we would have no gym oh, class okay. heroes okay. which means no Katy perry Ooh. that one i could probably do without but like we've got no gym class heroes yeah. we've got no panic at the disco that's rough. like I feel like it's it's not that I don't like uh, the other one, the other one who wrote all the songs. It's it's Panic at the Disco right now is. I mean, they um, sh- they should have quit while they were ahead. And yeah. this is something that like I'm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just him, really, at this point. Like. <laughs> yeah, but like Pete Wentz, like, like I don't signed know. so many bands, um, and like artists, and he's like kind of responsible for like a lot of, I don't know, like. Yeah, I mean, Fueled by Ramen. Well, yeah, I think Fueled by Ramen God, was like, a, was they like, were a label from like yeah. the 90s, but he was like, he was their guy. Right, right. Because um, he found Panic at the yeah. Disco on MySpace because they were making fun of Fall Out Boy on MySpace. And then he was like, well, if you're so good, mm-hmm. like, why don't you sign to my record label? Um, <laughs> um <laughs> A real, a real beta way of, of getting people under your thumb, yeah. which I do love. Um, and he signed Hey Monday. He you think you're better than me? Okay, let me be Cobra your boss. Starship. Like, they even have a song called Pete Wentz is the only reason that I'm famous. Ooh. And Cobra Starship put out that song with Leighton Meester, Good Girls Go Bad, which is, like, a really great song. Like, defined a couple weeks of my summer it in, like, 2011. Don't know what I would do without it. Wouldn't have that without mm-hmm. Pete Wentz. Um, mm-hmm. Wouldn't have that without... Joseph Robinette Biden. Um, um, would Kesha still be famous? That's a that's the real uh, question. I think so because no. Kesha was kind of coming no, up on her on her own because she was she was a songwriter yeah. like for other pop artists. I'm thinking of like the six degrees of separation here, and yeah, okay, so so Kesha would survive in that in that realm without so. There's 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 some hope, but at the same time, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Maybe I have to forgive Joe Biden. This is this is a really yeah. hard thing for me to do. Um, I've been listening. I mean, either once again, either way, he will not remember if I forgive him or not. So, <laughs> in the end, it could be pretty inconsequential. But maybe I do forgive Joe Biden. Maybe I do. Um, gym class heroes. I mean that that alone. Yeah, because yeah, I've, I've been. I mean, I, okay, it's oh, not God. so much like a phase as it is just like a fixture in my life. But I love Fallout Boy. I mm-hmm. am constantly listening to take like anywhere from Take the Studio <laughs> Grave to Folio Do. I don't really acknowledge the following 
um, albums. Uh, they have like one song with Azalea Banks that's mm-hmm. like good, but like the problem is that Pete Wentz, yeah, and I'm happy for him, like started addressing uh, his mental illness, and so the lyrics. Mm-hmm. are just like no longer like oh i'm so mentally ill like i'm doing bad i'm making bad decisions now it's like i'm and, recovering well, and it's like happy I'm, i have a, I have and a like, nice life and like yeah it's just yeah. not it's not quite doing it for me but like i you know i support him but i love fallout boy and mm-hmm. like often when i'm thinking about fallout boy i'm like damn like i really like joe biden is the root of like a lot of problems um like we were discussing in our Dworkin episode zero, like episode, um, like the the Supreme Court decision with where I guess it's not a decision yet, but like the decision leak with like Roe v. Wade, and like we wouldn't really have Clarence Thomas like that if it weren't for Joe Biden. Like he went so hard for Clarence Thomas, even though no. that man is a Republican. He like wrote the crime bill. Mm-hmm. He ran on like uh, going back to segregated busing. Yeah, I mean, Joe Biden has a history of of crossing the aisle to sock the rest mm-hmm. of us. Well, in I the think face. like similarly um, to how Pete Wentz has had his hands in like so much like music like influence, like so much like modern <laughs> music is like derivative of Fallout Boy or is like connected to like the era of Fallout Boy. Similarly, Joe Biden is like the he's the the root of the tree that has all of these nasty, nasty little branches. Like, I mean, okay, like, even, like, the, the uh-huh. student debt forgiveness thing that yeah. he's, like, probably not going to do until, mm-hmm. like, maybe the last minute when they realize yeah. they're not going to win any votes. Like, part of the reason why we need that is, like, you can't declare bankruptcy anymore with, like, student debt, and the statute of debt is, like, forever for the rest of your life. And you know who's responsible for that? Joe Biden. But then mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. like Teenage Dream I mean, is a really good song. It is. It is a really good song. Would we have here's another here's another question. Without Joe Biden, would we have Toby Lowe's disco tits? Cause that like I could be, you know, down on my luck. I could be living on the street. I could be starving and stabbed and bleeding out. And I will still have disco tits i'm sweating from head to toe i'm wet through all my clothes i'm fully charged nipples are hard ready to go that was everything for for a moment there you know i i feel like i maybe don't know that song so i can't say if oh my god that's like pete wentz's responsibility but i feel so confident in saying Mm -hmm. like probably I don't want smoke. I just want to smoke. I don't want smoke. I just want to smoke. Yeah, mm. probably right. Probably. So, um, the, yeah. The reason I, I bring this ugh. up is just like it's it's a more it's okay. a moral quandary. Like, because <laughs> as much mm-hmm, as I say, mm-hmm. um, in a jokey, like satirical sort of way, that I would love to get rid of the president of the United States, Joe Biden. Would love it if he was mm-hmm. never born. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just butterfly effect. Like, it's a, that's a direct effect. No Fallout Boy. Yeah, that's direct. No thanks no for the Fallout memories. Boy. 
Um, similar to the question that every MCR fan has to be posed, which is, would you let 9-11 happen if that meant that you still got, um, you know, the Black Parade? Um, and it seems like the answer is, is a resounding yes for most MCR fans. So... I mean, I feel like we we can't have one with that. Like, we can't say yes to one, letting nine eleven happen, and no to the other, no Joe Biden. You know. So you're saying you would let nine eleven like happen? Critical. And you would. Well, I'm saying you want. Yeah. Joe yeah, Biden you know, to be born. You know, yeah. For the sake of. Yeah, pop I'm punk. okay with that. Yeah, pop punk and that's, emo. That's yeah. what defend pop punk is all about. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. You're like a troop. Um, <laughs> okay, I, so yeah. I, I feel an I'm affinity. Did, oh, also, like, did you know that Colin Powell and Pete Wentz are cousins? You did tell yeah. me that at one point. That's it's, He's it's like, a, like a Kamala Harris <laughs> type, too, because, like, Colin Powell, mm-hmm. um, I believe, okay, like, I'm pretty sure that he is Jamaican, yeah, yeah, he's got I just googled it. He's okay. got like immigrant yeah. Jamaican parents. And then he like led okay. the US invasion of Grenada to like assassinate Maurice Bishop who was the like leader of the Marxist Leninist party, like the revolutionary there. Um so like also not great. Not like not like the No. Pete Wentz History, the Pete Wentz family tree, like just oh no, overall like good. a lot of problems, but also like "Bang the Doldrums" like is a really good song, and like I went to Warped yeah. Tour two thousand five. Um, it was really really young, summer oh like, but but like yeah, you know I had I had parental supervision and I got to see Pete Wentz and like it was it was great. Got to see the rest of them too. Did you know he's only five six? Mm-hmm. He's a little guy. He's he's a little yeah. Man. Patrick oh, Stump is five four. Oh, also, I love that like for him. I, th- I think oh, there's my only God. one guy. You yeah. can put him in your pocket. There's only one guy in Fallout <laughs> Boy that is tall. Um, let's. Is it the bass player? Usually <laughs> the bass player. <laughs> they got a big this thing to hold. This is very useless. I Google uh, Fallout Boy height. And then I get uh, Fallout Boy was formed in two thousand one. Um, I think you're gonna have to individually yeah, look up the members, so, which is a shame. You already you've crossed off Patrick and yeah, what's Pete, Joe? So what's what's Joe's height? Let's two. find out. I'm curious, but just like yeah, butter butterfly effect. I think his his dad is like a an academic, but also of all the. Um, like of all the the rallies to go to Blue in the eighties, like uh-huh. Joe Biden. Yeah, like you could have gone anywhere. Also, I would have even accepted they go to like some fucking third party. Okay, Andy Andy Hurley you know? is also five fun. five, um, and Joe Troman okay. is five ten. So he's he's towering over all of them. Um, Patrick Stump is the shortest at five two. Like, men used to be men. Good lord. Also, okay, wait. Kenny, you're Even right. You're right, because Joe Hurley is the one that's 5'5", and you said that the, the bass player was going to be... Wait, no, no, no. No, no, no. 
Why I, did I? I yes. know what position everyone in Fall Out Boy has. Pete Wentz is the bass player. Yeah, right. Oh, Joe Trumman is the lead guitarist. The whole thing player. is that yeah, Pete guitar. Wentz is the the bass player. Um, I also got player. into Fall Out yeah. Boy like really late. This is I had a whole story to tell you. This is becoming a Fall Out Boy episode. But <laughs> symposium. <laughs> the, the, okay, the last thing is that when I was younger, like I did see, I did go to Warp Tour and I did see Fall Out Boy when I was pretty young, but. When I was that age, I was like very invested, even though I was like 10, in the idea of like listening to real punk and like having mm-hmm. like a superiority complex over other people. So I would like go to the my local yeah. CD store and I would take the Avalon CDs and I would move them from the the punk section to the pop section and I'd be like Act, that's activism which is another way that i'm just gen z gen x coded um so i didn't yeah, really listen yeah. to fallout boy outside of like hearing them around because i was like they're like they're pop and like i listen to like real mm-hmm. like punk music i listen also to like the mars volta I was really into like nine inch nails and i was like this is like this is serious music. I'm not going to listen to these emo boys um, like crying about their feelings. Um, So it was all the way in 2012, which is like the band had already broken up and I was in class with someone who like was just obnoxious and like would play music on their phone, like out loud, no headphones. (laughs) And yeah, you know, you know the vibes. Um, and they were always playing Fallout Boy, and I was like, "Wait, like this is kind, of, this is kind of good." Um, and so then I like had a like a full on like Fallout Boy phase, like four years after they had broken up, and also like it was at at that point <laughs> where like it wasn't so long ago that it was like cool. It was just like, oh, like you're into this now. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they're they're really good. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm valid, I think. Even though... You are. Yeah, but if valid. I had not gotten into them, answering this mm-hmm. question would be so much easier. I'd be able to take out baby Joe Biden, no problem. We'd be able to kill baby Colin Powell, no problem. We'd have no Iraq war. We wouldn't have yeah. student debt. Like, it... It would be a Doesn't better be world it. in some ways. Yeah. But, you know, what a catch, Donnie. It's a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel also like a, an affinity to Pete Wentz because he's biracial, bicoastal, bicultural. Mm-hmm. He's bipolar. Um, All the bias. And I'm not. Allegedly bisexual. Yeah, yeah definitely um, more than alleged. Um, and actually, this brings me... <laughs> to my story that I wanted to tell you because Pete Wentz and I were, were both musicians. Um, I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. DJ. Uh, I'm, I'm also like, I make some yeah. original music sometimes. I'm learning how to sing. I'm not that good. Um, and I have a show that I was supposed to play Saturday. We'll find out if I'm still playing it um, by the time this episode mm-hmm. is out. But my... Um, Thank you, Miss Pandemic. Oh no, it's not the pan. It's not um, the pandemic. Oh no. Um, my friend who was organizing oh, no. it, who is one of the bands, 
got an email that I've just been thinking about all day. Um, and I'd love to hear your, your take on this. There's politics in it. There's culture in it. Yeah. Um, okay, so it says, okay. hello. Here we go. I got your contact from a friend of a friend um, who knows someone that's planning to play at your show in Philly this weekend. Unfortunately, it was brought to my attention that we're both planning events at the name of this location on Saturday. I'm part of a mutual aid group uh-huh. that is hosting a reparations fundraiser oh. slash birthday party. Oh no! From six p.m. to no, one no. a.m. Since slash birthday party. <laughs> since the acts for your show are white, we were hoping that you would make space for BIPOC organizers to raise money for reparations. Uh, I really hope we can figure something out so neither of us faces too much change or difficulty, but I don't think both events can happen at once. Let me know what you think. Um, so. What? Okay, so, so no. first things first, <laughs> the event in question is 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 a reparations event slash birthday party where, where is so this okay it's it's a like, it's an outdoors venue, venue and it's not like um a place that books us it's more like you like reserve it and then like it's it's just like a like a park with a stage okay. and it's got like outlets and stuff so yeah you reserve so you ju- that you, time you and then the you like advertise yeah. for it so we had been promoting it for a little mm-hmm. while um it's saturday which is like two days from now yeah. um and they're uh-huh. like, yeah, we're actually we're doing a reparations birthday party. I'm really okay, but did they did they also book no. it? Like, did the did the venue just double book or were I mean, they it's, just it's planning not even, on it's doing not even it as Saturday. organized as that. It's just like like you you book it and then you like advertise. And so like they yeah. oh I, I meant is the reparations birthday no, I've, party. I've, I've Did not they book seen the venue at all. A flyer? Or are they just like we wanted this space on Saturday, and we just we just realized that you had I've, already I've booked it. Not seen and a flyer for this. I mm-hmm. have not heard of this. Like, I'm pretty involved uh, to like a non-threatening extent to any federal officers listening to this podcast, and like you know, like community organizing mm-hmm. and and stuff. Like, so I feel like if there was a is it like a mutual aid group? There's not that many of them. Um, and also like a yeah. fundraising event. Like I feel like I would have heard about it, but I did I had like not seen a flyer. I'm also just like super interested in the vibe uh, switch that will happen where yeah. they're like, yeah, like reparations fundraiser ends, birthday party begins. Um, it also like doesn't say reparations for who D- doesn't, yeah, who is getting these? What? Who's who's being I fundraised like, for? Like, is there is there a specific procedure, funeral, no, uh, or event that they need money for, or is this? Like, I found an like, Instagram account that one of these people okay. runs, or maybe they all run. This might be the mutual aid that they do, where they repost infographics for crowdfunds for like non-binary creatives um okay 
And like, I mean, I don't. I guess I don't have. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. I do yeah. think that. Well, no. Okay. I think that like, if your goal is to fundraise, is to get donations to people's crowd funds, and you want to actually make that happen, I would. Mm-hmm like advise against posting seven of uh, seven graphics for seven different people uh in one day every single day um because i think that that's like not a good way to get any of the people involved like attention um mm-hmm. and it then to me maybe just seems more like posting rather than like organizing although of course like the most valid form of organizing is posting but yes i just you know like i feel like sometimes things happen to me that are things that i would make up as a joke to like hurt yeah it like, feels like my your own life feelings is kind of like, like it feels like a lot often it feels like you're living in the Alanis Morissette song yeah, like, ironic god was like you're um, getting a little bit too cocky i'm going to send down mm-hmm. a bipoc organizer to throw a reparations birthday party <laughs> <laughs> here's the part that i don't get when does the event transition from reparations gathering to birthday party it, it, it could be the whole um, time it just, that it's both it's both like maybe it's it's actually just a birthday party like where I would, you have to pay a cover yeah um but yeah I, it's because that's what it sounds like to me is that like it's a birthday party where like the gift you're giving is money and that's fine well we don't know um, if the fundraising is that, for the person that's having the birthday there's no information there's also literally no flyer so we might just like have our event canceled but then like nothing takes its place yeah nothing happens i'm also not white yeah Um, but yeah i'm not like i'm i'm not about to have like a privilege off with anyone in order to like play like Mm -hmm. songs off my computer um so Mm -hmm. like that's is not not the game i want to play i think I mean, I think the the main thing would be to ask for more details about this event, and then I think you a, know a if they give those, just give is in. Being dangled over our heads because this yeah, that's the that's the part that I find very like weird and passive aggressive. Is the from 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 organizers who are raising <laughs> money for reparations? Like, what, we're not raising money for anything. We're not even charging. So. Yeah, that's so why. Yeah, you're not it's, raising any money. You're just giving a, you're giving people free things, and that's worse. It's just like um, I, you know, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little bit upset because I really wanted to play a show, but like it's also very funny. Yeah, um, and I hope that like they're fundraising for something like cool and legit. But but like it's just uh, yeah, love yeah. and light and all it's that. It's just like the the funniest way for this to happen to me is like yeah, I can't mm-hmm. like can't play my show this weekend because of the birthday party reparations party um BIPOC organizers I also okay like this is like a separate thing Mm -hmm. and like you know whatever I know that people use words to mean different things than I use them to mean but like reparations I feel should like come from the state because like the state is the one that is like responsible for like 
chattel slavery, the legacy of chattel slavery, like the reason that people were able to make money off of the enslaved labor of people um like that that like that is the harm that like needs to be like repaired and no amount of like money thrown at me by like individual white people um or thrown at other people but like my my family were they were not like enslaved in the united states they're from south africa but just like the idea of reparations Mm -hmm. i feel like it's gotta it's gotta come from Mm -hmm. the state and like white people or other people can like give money to black people that are like in need of money for something and that's great and like mm-hmm. they should do that but i don't feel like it's reparations um and i feel like it, it like okay. absolves a yeah. little bit of like responsibility from the state to like rectify that harm um mm-hmm. but that's you know like that's it's a, similar to like individual environmentalism to you in, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways i think i mean yeah. it's okay. i think I... less like individual environmentalism and more like I think that the like the finger needs to be like pointed like directly at the culprit of this like mm-hmm. like of the institution of slavery okay. and also like the state that is like continuing to benefit from the legacy of slavery um as well as like okay yeah uh I don't know like allowing people to make money off of it um like all of it like comes back to the state so like people who like owned slaves like they should they should pay reparations but like that's that's like second mm-hmm. to like the the amount of money that the state needs to pay out because like if a there was like a slaveholding family or something and they made like lots and lots of money in the 1700s but they're like broke now the people who mm-hmm. like are the descendants of their slaves like shouldn't get like less money because that family doesn't mm-hmm. have money anymore that's like a you know like a separate yeah. thing. You can throw a reparations birthday party if you want, um, but I just I guess I also feel like it's a little bit insulting if like I were to receive like fifty bucks and someone was like, "That's reparations." I mean, didn't you also get cut in line once um, by a white man, and then white he woman. paid for your coffee and she then winked. turned back around a white woman. And then she winked at you and well, said and you reparations. you live in Portland. So that, that $8 coffee. And Portland yes, I do. has a bar <laughs> that throw, they throw like a it reparations does. like night out. And I think the... Not to mention all the all the stickers that are on all of the restaurants that say no racism oh, within funny. 10 feet. Um, which I don't know how you can enforce. The um, reparations <laughs> night out thing is like white people pay for drinks that then... Mm-hmm. Like I guess yeah. black people get to they get to drink for free, but like the money's going to the restaurant. Yeah, it is not going to like, the black people who are. I mean, getting like a free drink drinks. is nice, but no. I just feel like to. It's I think one thing to be like we're giving out free drinks to black people. That's kind of cool. I'm I'm down for a free drink, mm-hmm. but if it's now like mm-hmm. we're giving out like, sorry for slavery drinks. It's like oh, free like drinks. The yeah. price of saying sorry for slavery is like eight bucks. I don't know about that. So at this reparations birthday party, would you say the cake is a sorry for slavery cake, or no? I don't know if there's going to be a cake. Um, I'm yeah. I'm really curious That's to learn true. about 
What is a birthday party without a cake, mm, though? Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm very curious to learn about the, the reparations birthday party. I'll report back. Hope, I'm going to try mm-hmm. to see if yeah. I can still play a show, so maybe I'll get to do that just, like, somewhere else that day, but... You could offer to DJ this said reparations yeah, birthday you know, party. I we could we could have fundraised <laughs> for them. Um, we could have charged a cover, I yeah. guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you if you had wanted to, um, yeah. Weird. I, I just like I do. I do feel like sometimes stuff happens to me, like as like a cosmic mm-hmm. joke uh, for my birthday twenty. Mm-hmm. 19 i went to this club and it was like a an lgbt club and it was really fun they were playing really good music and then like the dj like put it to like an abrupt stop and they were like we need to take a moment of silence to like honor the victims of like police brutality from the past like five years and then they just started like reading the names of like all of these prominent victims of like police brutality and it was like why like why like (laughs) 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 like it it was it just read it wasn't it it wasn't like a a day oh it it wasn't like a day where anything had happened my birthday is march 10th it was just like like a friday um, there was not like a protest going on that we were trying to draw it attention to. It wasn't an anniversary to. of anything they were just, either. Like, you got to take a moment to like acknowledge racism, and then I. It's like if on if is it's like if that day they also decided you know what a moment of silence for the victims of nine yeah, eleven. but but um, now it's like, like, like this went on for so long because <laughs> there's been so many like you know like police shooting deaths in the mm-hmm. in the past like few years so yeah. it went on for a really long time and now suddenly like me and all of the black people that i like went to this club with are like sad mm-hmm. because we like went from yeah. dancing to spending like 5 minutes like thinking about like dead dead black people who were like yeah. executed by cops and then they went back to playing music (laughs) (laughs) wait what this is important now this is important Uh, what song it was charlie xx uh (laughs) (laughs) it was mostly because i lived and Brianna Taylor. Well, now let's get back to the music. Twenty nineteen. So Brianna Taylor was still with us, but it was just like it was such a crazy, okay. crazy moment. And it was a white DJ, like I, you know, it was Seattle. So like most of the people they were white, and they were all looking really like solemn, like this mm-hmm. is like the thing that we're supposed to be doing right now. And I was like, what, what fucking sketch am I in where I have to take a break in the middle of celebrating my birthday to just like be reminded Mm -hmm. that like cops hate me and the state wants me dead. Like why, Mm -hmm. why this right now? It's, it's a, it Mm -hmm. is a Saturday night. Like we are just, this is not the the venue for this. It's like, like, I just feel like there should have been a warning in the middle of, in the middle of like, (laughs) I mean, it's here. Listen, it's good to know that the the long-standing tradition that didn't start with Tumblr, but was definitely popularized with Tumblr, of, like, white people going the full Monty, the extra mile, and, like, doing backflips over themselves in order to, like, uh, 
you know, pay for the sins of their ancestors um, by doing things nobody asked them to do. Um, it's still alive and well. I mean, it it um, like honestly feels like threatening. Like I've felt this when I've been in other like majority white spaces or like if I go to like a cafe or something and it's just got like a mm-hmm. like a list of like I've seen this before of like like names of people that have been killed and it's just like on the counter and it's their kind of signaling of like we think racism is bad but it's like you're creating like a pretty harsh mental environment for like any mm-hmm. of the people that would like actually be affected by this thing when they're just like trying to get a cup of coffee and like you're I not mean, doing anything about like this issue right now so it's it's just like window dressing but it's like window dressing that like makes me sad it's this weird uh, <laughs> it's this weird thing where like i feel like like constantly um like in like especially like white managerial spaces like coffee shops or even just like office spaces like when even just like the protests happened in 2020 it created this response of just people who um relied on like the labor of like the emotional labor of black people with like coming into their spaces or working in their spaces to like constantly be witness to this both outside um in like the real world every day and then come into these like objectively like not like Mm non-related environments (laughs) and be witness to it again like when I was working for a undisclosed tv company Fox News um a tv network yeah you know um (laughs) we had a we had like when the when the protests happened they created a digital media task force um where everyone in the digital department which was, I do I even need to say it, but I will, uh, it was majority black, um, to create like a, res- like a, was a response task force to create a response to what was happening because we were technically advertised as like a multicultural network. Um, and we were given like no instructions, no like, like voice that we were supposed to implement Um, They were just like, well, you guys are like majority black. So like, you'll know how to respond to this. So like, like go like, and then give like giving us like 20 to 40 hours of like extra work a week um, split between all of us. And so they, um, the people of color in the office sent a letter to um, the head of the network. Um, And it was a fairly small TV network. So it was pretty easy to get in contact with him. Um, and he said nothing in response to this letter that was basically just like, we want a a clear and concise vision for what this is and what needs to be done. Because right now it's just like, you're black, like figure it out, like (laughs) figure out what the, what, what our audience wants to see from us. Um, and instead of responding to that email, he set up an, a, a meeting like without, like with everyone, um, including me and like a, a, like a ton of other white people who existed in a completely different department. Um, and like told nobody about it. And then we get into this meeting and he talks about how he's a white Cuban and how that um, is a point of diversity that is often overlooked. Um, and, you know, just making it clear that he understood the plight and, um, And when they were like, so like, that's not exactly what we're talking about. We're not 
like interested in whether or not like you understand the plight or not it's more like can we please get some guidelines as to how this would work and he was like wait so you're saying that i'm that i that i'm not cuban and i just remember everyone just being like um no that's not (laughs) we're not saying you're not cuban um we're saying that we want like instructions for how this is supposed to go and then finally um you know, I'll call him Brad. Uh, Brad speaks up and he's like, you know, as as a as a black man watching this every day, um, I have to go out of work and see that, you know, this society doesn't does not like me and wants me dead. And then I come into work and I'm told that I have to create the response. So other white people feel comfortable um, that watch our shows. Um, and I think that's weird and wrong. And he's like, OK, well, I am Cuban, mm. so. <laughs> And then the meeting ended. I've thought um, about... And I just feel like it's it's always like that, where it's like they just, like, we're... The people who are most affected are asked to bend over backwards. Uh, and then the people who are not as affected make all these very empty gestures. Well, I feel gestures. like it's not even, like, in moments um, or, like, in, in times where I'm being asked to do anything, but just, like, going somewhere and, like, seeing this, like, reminder of, like black death uh but then like it's supposed to be just like a normal place everyone else is like going about their day Mm -hmm. um and it's like very much obviously like window dressing to be like hey look like i'm not racist like don't don't worry i'm not also like you can't call me racist Mm -hmm. because look i i named i named like five black people that died um so i care about issues so like (laughs) i'm not racist don't don't call me Mm -hmm. that I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. I don't want to smoke, I just want to smoke. And that's why I'm issuing a new challenge to white people uh, and and (laughs) other non-black people Uh to, you know, you're you're worried about being called racist. You want want something to hold up so that people don't call you that. You're, you don't, like, you don't know what to do. So you've, Mm -hmm. you know, just like, you have started like retweeting, like, on autoplay, like, executions of of black people. Don't do that. Here's what you can do instead. Um, You're going to need black friends. Uh, You're going to need five five separate people. You're going to need pictures of yourself with those five people. Can't be a group photo. Maybe only one group photo allowed. Uh, Then the challenge is you need to post a picture of yourself with each of your friends tag them and ask them publicly to rate you on how they feel you are on race relations scale of one to ten you can't you can't tell them beforehand um like what you want them to rate you as or like promise them things in return um and then you have to like publicly post how they rate you and then that's going to be, mm-hmm. I think that's the new challenge. Um, and then just like okay. hang that, okay. hang that up in your office so, somewhere. You could like put, you could put it at the coffee shop. Like you could have it like pinned on your mm-hmm. Instagram or I don't think you can pin things on there. Um, but just like. You can make a story. Yeah. You that can, make can a be story your bubble. new, like, um, don't worry, I'm not racist. So like five, five black friends, five separate people, uh, five individual photos 
what one photo of yourself that is a okay. group photo with five other black people does not count because like you could have gotten that at a party so like five separate photos mm-hmm. tag them ask them to rate you on race relations that's it no more in this house here's here's no more say their names on, on another, your on your little cafe window here's here's a question how do we confirm the date of these photos because like what if they're not friends anymore well i mean if they're not you know? friends I mean, anymore I guess, I guess part of the, the ranking is part of it that well, so like, that's that's okay um mm-hmm. that's, yeah that's part of it okay um do you think we should set an example right now do you think do you want to rank do me I, or do, do we I want, want to, to not well, do that you can rank me first like yeah. how would you feel like i am ranking in what on in what issue relations <laughs> Well, I mean, you do spread misinformation about me yeah. <laughs> on the daily, um, but I don't mind that as much because mm-hmm. it is funny. Um, you do not like people with light eyes, um, and I, I don't think I'm the exception. No, um, I think I think I am. I am tolerated. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if anything, um, I don't know. I, I think I'd probably give you. I'd mm. give you a nine because I feel like everyone always needs oh. room for improvement. Huh. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I bet, yeah, I bet with that everything. they said that on um. the plantation also, you know, like room to improve. <laughs> like that's, that's your white ancestors coming out. Nothing's ever good enough for you people. <laughs> would you, would you like me to give you a 9.5? Oh, or so now you're instead? asking me like, do I want a handout? <laughs> Okay, you know what? We're we're sticking mm. hard and firm. I'm gonna go okay. with my nine. Yeah. Um, okay, where am I rating you on race relations? So you're like from Connecticut. From Connecticut, okay. we're docking points for yeah. that. Just like That's being from there is racist. Mm-hmm. You have I understand. blue eyes. Yeah. So taking off mm-hmm. another point because it, it's like, what Big was problem. your family doing this whole time that? you they were just producing blue-eyed people like that's that's fucked up like and you were raised in that environment and now you're make you're married to someone blue with blue eyes i feel like that was intentional so um points are coming off there uh let's see you went to school with tucker carlson and you were in his car his kids to be clear not not him i'm not that old and you were in his car and you had an opportunity to take him out and you didn't um i mean i had very little hands so i was i was 11 so, so i don't know if i really could take him out without taking like relying on this too. whole like white women like fragility thing like oh like i was too little to take out it's, Tucker it's not, Carlson. okay well not not white woman white child mm. fragility more than anything <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking points off for that as well um okay okay let's see on the other hand you like did buy me lunch a lot when i was in portland and that was pretty nice um that was a nice thing of you to do so I don't think I'm going to, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not, add, I'm not adding but points, nice. but we're not subtracting any either. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other stuff that, that is bad. Um, but I feel mm-hmm. like I've, I've, I've probably called out all the ones that I, I find very problematic. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like a like a six out of ten. C- could could be okay. better. Like all right. get some brown colored okay. contacts. Tell your spouse to also get okay. some brown colored Got contacts. It. I'm going to need to get prescription contacts, um, which will be expensive, but I can fund it. So I will. I will work um, on that. So Puppet um, Squares, Science, Omegaverse. Um, we have a little, mm-hmm. uh, you know, an hour long of, I don't know what we talked about. Um, but we, we, had, we do Nonsense. actually have things, um, to share, which was like our Omegaverse episode. I, I had fun doing that. Um, I, I love had, hanging I out with the Gorilla fun. Boys. I'm going to try to get them on again for something. Um, if we can figure out mm-hmm. what else they would fit into, but when you put, five people into one episode mm-hmm. and we already are so verbose we don't get to cover everything and we have a friend who is a doctor we're gonna call them uh Stuart little phd um who put together mm-hmm. a very impressive scientific paper um about the omegaverse and how uh sex uh like yeah how sex would work, um, not not intercourse sex, yeah. but the the kind where you have a uterus in your asshole sex. So this paper is called "Determination mm-hmm. of the Internal Reproductive Development of the Embryonic Omega Male." Um, it was, uh, yeah, produced by Stuart Little, PhD. I'm not really like a big science person. I kind of reject science um, and embrace religion. Um, So I'm hoping Mm -hmm. maybe you can help me understand what's going on here. But I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping so too. I did I did flunk chemistry. So we'll see. I mean, it's not it's not quite related to biology. Mm -hmm. I did okay in biology. Do you but um, do you know why it's in high school taught biology, chemistry, physics? It's alphabetical. No. Why is it? Are you no. kidding? Yeah. That's bullshit. Okay. Uh, also, like, I went to, like, a I'm bad high school, now. so my biology teacher was a chiropractor who was an anti-vaxxer, and we spent the whole time learning about, like, why artificial sugars are bad for you. Um, so I don't know anything. Cool. Very, the super-sized yeah. me era of um, science, so, you know. <laughs> Did you know if you eat a bunch of uh, fast food – for every meal and eat large, large, large quantities of it. Yeah, you might you gain throw weight. Up every meal, maybe, and it might you also might like weight. be bad for you. Yeah, it might be turns bad out. For you. Um, yeah, but you know, we're gonna we're gonna try to power through this and like understand what's going on, and like maybe maybe uh, our scientist listeners will understand it as well. So, introduction: the Omegaverse is a shared fictional alternate universe that depicts the stratification of people by class, gender, sex of three entities. Alpha, Beta, and Omega, and the and is commonly founded on the principle that males identified as Omega can become pregnant. While descriptions of Omegas change across work, a standard description seems to be that male Omegas are exceedingly rare and highly sought after for breeding purposes. While much academic focus has been given to how male Omegas function in a highly aggressive society in a sociological framework, not much thought has been given to male Omegas anatomical development, and genetic determination. The basic biology of the Mm -hmm. omega 
is considered to be that both omega males and females possess ovaries and a uterus. The male omega is the only male in the ABO stratification who can become pregnant and go through heat cycles. A male omega's penis is thought to be a vestigial feature and cannot impregnate anyone. It also seems to vary between canon whether a male omega has testicles, if they have them. Canon then varies whether the testicles remain inside the body cavity or have dropped. Michael? See, this part's interesting. Yeah, let's hear about it. Because, like... Because, like, that means that, like, if they if they don't have balls or if they remain inside and they have not dropped, that means they, they, they keep their, like, little kid voices. They, like, don't – their voice does not drop um, at all. So, like, are they – so they could – could they potentially be, like, amazing soprano singers? That's really, like, my yeah. question here. Like what, like, like, so when you, when you're like, oh, Jensen Ackles is an Omega and he has no testicles. Does that mean he he sounds like this? Kendall. (laughs) In the Omegaverse where they don't have testicles, like they're like perma boy band members, you know, like, cause you know how like boy bands start to like kind of become not as good when they like reach that like spot past puberty and their voices are not as high and so Mm -hmm. like Justin Mm -hmm. Bieber Mm -hmm. like in his baby era and like that's that's their like Mm -hmm. that's their job like they probably like get scouted he would never make what's your sign Mm -hmm. I'm a Pisces anymore he would he would continually make that pop that's kind of cool actually now that I think about it um Stuart Little PhD They say, my goal with this thesis is to Mm -hmm. elucidate the reproductive developmental pathways that are activated or suppressed during an omega male's embryonic state. My interests lie in the master regulator of sex determination, the sex determining region of Y gene, and how it plays into the formation of the omega male's external and internal reproductive tracts, and what we can learn about early ABO determination for all stratified classes. I hypothesize that ABO determination occurs before sex determination and that a master regulator of the ABO gene or transcription factor must be at work upstream to determine the embryo sex. So you get you get assigned alpha, beta, or omega before you get assigned male or female. ABAB. ABAB. That's the thesis. <laughs> ooh that creates such implicate like je telephone le, and- le andrea dworkin like the idea of being assigned mm-hmm. dominating or submissive or regular. before you are even yeah before you're even deter- like before you're even determined like what your sex is it feels like that's the the point that a lot of these like people who are pro omegaverse are hinging on about it being like transgressive but they forget that you're still operating within the like framework of like dominating or submissive, which is weird. So um, I, there's there's like a lot of really good scientific information in this, and I'm not going to read all of that because a lot of these words are words that are not that familiar to me. So I'm going to read parts mm-hmm. of it. But we have just an explanation of normal reproductive development, which is between conception and week six, no sexual differentiation differentiation is apparent in an embryo 
that is no phenotypic difference. Um, the beginning of the testicular development begins with the formation of the genital ridge. Um, the origin of the genital ridge stems from the intermediate mesoderm, which forms paired structures that reside beside the dorsal mesoderm. You see, like, these are some words I just don't know, but stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Then, then more stuff yeah. happens. Then you get a uterus, maybe, if you're getting one, fallopian tubes mm-hmm. and vagina, uh, or you don't. Um, by the, yeah, by the sixth week, the, the primordial germ cells will have invaded the genital ridges. This is such fun language. Um, and so this is like yeah. what... I love this genital is ridge. Is Something about that just kind of like Determining like those sex <laughs> characteristics, um, like such as tes- testicles. I forgot the word for that for a second. And like fallopian mm-hmm. tubes and stuff. If you're a regular human... In the normal world, did the, did that make sense to you? I'm presenting this paper. Yeah, but I mean, so what it seems like is like your sex determination comes around a certain time, um, and it's in it's determined by certain growth patterns within mm-hmm. that time frame. That's yeah. what I'm getting here. So. Um, the ABO determination is that, or it, it is, it is our scientist theory that for an omega male to develop both male and female genitalia, ABO determination has to occur before sex determination. I believe there to be a hidden transcription factor driving the gene necessary for ABO determination around weeks four or five of fetal development, and consequently sex determination. This supposed transcription factor would inhibit, we've got some words here, uh, SOX9 and FGF4 levels, enough for WNT4 levels to rise. Any scientists who know things, we, we are going to link this paper. Maybe you can explain more to us. Yeah. But basically, if, if SOX9, it can't, it, can't, it can't work in conjunction with SF1 and produce AMH, obviously, then this could trigger female sexual differentiation while simultaneously working to develop internal and external male genitalia. Another question would have to be how, many, how did so many omega males rise within the omegaverse? A potential theory is that male omegas evolved from a possible androgen intensity syndrome. This is most commonly seen in 46XY DSD, which is androgen insensitivity syndrome. Do you know what that is? Insensitivity Mm -hmm. syndrome. I I mean, I assume... Oh, this is like a real thing that people can have. Yeah. Yeah. And it it causes... It seems to relate to the idea of like being intersex as well, but I'm not quite sure about that. So please don't, please don't take my word yeah. for it. So the um, severity like of is, androgen though. insensitivity syndrome can range from complete androgen insensitivity syndrome in which female genitalia is present to mild androgen insensitivity syndrome in which normal external male genitalia is present with or without gynomastia. Um, AIS occurs due to molecular defects in the gene that codes for the androgen receptor. 
Um, and then the mutations on that gene provide information for the AR. The AR is a nuclear receptor that binds to androgens such as testosterone um, and dehydrotestosterone. Um, and then patients with AIFs, AIS will have a Y chromosome and they will produce male gonads. However, as the fetal cells do not respond to androgens, there will be an abnormal development of the reproductive system. This situation may manifest as undescended testes. Furthermore, as androgens play a part in inhibit inhibition of female characteristics, um, a loss of responsive androgens may lead to a fe female phenotype. So what I'm getting for this is that it is it is possible for the Omegaverse to become yeah. the regular universe. Yeah. Does that mean that the uterus is functional, like in the sense that it could it could reproduce? Unclear um, in the real world, um, but it is possible for like someone with this syndrome to potentially develop a uterus inside their butt. Yeah. Maybe. Um, the conclusion. Yeah. So that's. Oh, that's, I just have I have the conclusion yeah. to read, which is just that. Yeah. ABO determination occurs. Um, in our uh, scientist hypotheses before sex determination in the omegaverse, in order for a male omega to develop male and female internal and external genitalia, and that a transcription factor unbeknownst to us drives omega determination must also be causing sex determination. I've also theorized that omega males evolved in the omegaverse due to a common androgen insensitivity syndrome which may be where the hidden transcription factor arose from. So I think what, what we're learning, we're so close to this being reality. Mm -hmm. Minus mm -hmm. the part with it, like it's, the wristbands and like the omegas have like yeah. inherent traits. And also we wouldn't have any alphas because that's a whole different yeah. thing with, with the knot and the penis. Um, but we, mm -hmm. we could have yeah. just omegas. We could have just omegas, yeah. Because I feel like alphas, it would require... No, we'd have to evolve like, a totally different way. Yeah, we like at some point, the fish that we have, we all evolved from had to be pushed back. You think right we came from fish? Ocean, and then we had to evolve some other path. Well, there's that, you know, like the, originally, like the first animal to walk on land was, no, was like a fish I'm pretty thing. sure like God made the earth in seven days, right? He made people <laughs> on like the final day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And so he would have had mm -hmm. to like... Well, he made he made a he made a dude and did, did, was Adam an Omega? That's the um, question. Was Eve the Alpha? Hmm. I think it depends on like what version of Genesis you're reading. Cause like mm -hmm. what's fun about that is that okay. there's two origin stories in Genesis. So like one, like, and they're both in, in the Bible, both in the same book. One of them, Adam um, has his rib taken out. So he's got a snatched waist now. And then God makes mm -hmm. Eve out of his rib, which is a little bit silly. Cause like he just made a person out of nothing. Um, and now he's yeah. got to use so he's got to he use another rib? person yeah. to make a new person. But then in the other version of the story, which is they're both in the Bible, uh, Eve just like shows up, like he makes her out of like mud, just like he makes Adam. So I think okay, in the okay. first version, Adam's got to be a beta because he's missing a rib. 
Okay. Like yeah. he's less yeah. of a per that like sounds, Eve has all right her ribs. Um, yeah. So it's I Eve think and Eve's alpha? an alpha. Actually, yeah. What I think not a beta. I think. Yeah. Adam's probably an omega. Eve is an alpha in that version, right. and then I think in the other one because Eve's like, "Hey, eat the apple. It's like really cool." And he's like, "I don't know about it." And she mm-hmm. says, "We'll do it." And he goes, "Yeah." Okay. You know, and that's that's alpha behavior and omega behavior. I think the other me. one, they're both betas. Because they, they came out of equal circumstances. Okay. They, they just right. came from the mud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nothing biological Yeah, she's just here, like... Um, that's differentiating yeah. the two of them. She's just got more ambition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. just girl-bossing. She's simply girl-bossing. And then I think on um, that note, Cain and Abel... Okay. I'm, I think actually Cain, Omega... Even though he killed his brother, oh, Abel, okay. Interesting. Alpha, Interesting. I think it was like, because he had all this jealousy. And it's like, why would he need to be jealous if right. he were the alpha? Exactly. Exactly. And so so what you're saying with that is... If, like he resented like, his brother. If, if Cain... Well, if you think of it like a like also like a logic puzzle, right? Like if, if X, mm-hmm. so to X. So if Cain is an Omega, so to uh, Logan, mm-hmm. Paul is also an Omega. Yeah, well, it's just like everyone, uh, and, and everyone. Because okay. Cain, I guess, is every, he's all of our granddads. That's the one part of the, mm-hmm. the origin of people that I get a little bit confused about when I read it is like Adam and Eve, they have two kids. They've got Cain yeah. and Abel. Mm-hmm. And Cain kills Abel. And in a really funny twist of events, like, God is like, hey, where's your brother? And he's like, I don't know. Like, do I look like I'm in charge of him? Like, as if God, I, mean, I don't know why God was asking. Do you look? Do I look like I'm the CEO yeah. of siblings? I don't but know like, where they are. There's only two guys. <laughs> so, like, yeah, he's like, did you kill your brother? And he's like, no, like, couldn't have been me. But, like, there's no, there's no other guy. Um, yeah. And at that point... There are no other guys. Now it's just Cain. Then later on, Cain mm-hmm. has a wife. Yeah, where'd you... Where it, like... <laughs> how'd she get here? Who is she? <laughs> she just booped like, there she is. <laughs> just, there's, like, plot holes. Um, not to be, like, an amazing I think, atheist. I think like, it's just, like... But just, like, I feel like they could have... I think God probably made her and then just, like, lost the paperwork. I just think, like, you know? the okay, the Bible's got some cool stories in it. But as a book, mm-hmm. it would not get yeah. published today because it's missing just some connecting details. And I think back then mm-hmm. people had really low standards like for whole... how they told a story. And so they, they just kind of, like, yeah, I mean, they the did first, it. One of the first stories is just, like, a list of like people who are Mm -hmm. in a family yeah it's i'm not Um, saying like it's not true or it is true i'm just saying like the storytelling aspect of it could be improved upon like we all make fun of not me we Mm -hmm. all make fun of stephanie meyer for using the word chagrin all the time (laughs) i do love that you had to say not me (laughs) like immediately you were like but but like the (laughs) we all except for me i'm just saying i've made fun of stephanie meyer it like as a written work just there's like i'm asking questions and i feel like the author is doing a lot of 
telling and not showing. There's multiple authors, but just like they could have taken like taken a writing class. Would you say um, Jesus Christ, Son of God, uh-huh. came yeah. came to the world to take away our sins? Alpha, Beta, Omega. Uh huh. I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say I want to say Alpha because I just feel like that's like obviously the son of God like and we're talking about like alphas as like the ruling class sure but like I feel like Omega oh. just because of like you know his 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 pacifist nature um you know like he obviously was a leader but like they've said in multiple Omega verse fictions like there are Omegas who are leaders you know yeah I feel um, like there's no so, way that he's an alpha. Like, I'm torn between beta yeah. and omega because, like, Jesus Christ, um, you know, he like, he was a Jew who, and they were an oppressed people mm-hmm. in his time. Like, they were long wandering the earth, like, second class, sometimes third class citizens, like, enslaved. Mm-hmm. Like, that's omega shit, um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, like, but but also he's certified yeah he's like he's he not, not horny, horny and omegas and are horny no one seems to be horny for him which means like maybe no. like he's overlooked um kind of kind of like a beta I mean, is like he's, he's an, an overlooked person um i mean i guess it depends on the text adapting the bible that you think of like jesus christ superstar judas is very horny for 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 jesus um he wants Jesus so bad, but does Jesus want anyone? It doesn't seem like it. Um, I feel like we need to make an asexual Jesus movie. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. Now that I I'm can saying do this that. out loud, um, <laughs> I can make that happen. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like we need he it. He is hanging um, out with twelve dudes, and no one mm-hmm. is having sex with him. No one is even expressing no one interest or fucking him. in him. Yeah, so he's yeah, mm-hmm. but. I so I I feel like I'm gonna say beta. Okay. Because I think okay. I yeah, think that he's makes sense to me. like kind of God. God sent him not as actually the most the most oppressed of the people, you know, because like he hung out with like the lepers mm-hmm. and he hung out with like I don't know like ethnic groups from that time that were like you know like more oppressed than Jewish people were. And the and prostitutes. Yeah, he was, like, and he was the, hanging out with know. people that had it worse than him. Um, and he was kind of showing that you could you could be an average guy and, uh, like, make a difference and be a leader. But he was just, like, regular. Like, his dad was a carpenter. So mm-hmm. I think that there were, there were Omegas. Probably some of them were his apostles. Definitely Paul was an alpha. Um, derogatory. And then I think... He was a beta and it's like, like who better than a beta to like lead everyone because it kind of challenges what you think like a leader should be and you don't have power over the alphas the Mm -hmm. the way that like an omega might. Um, It's just like, he's just a guy, just like all of us. We're all guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you. so wise. I think that this is, yeah, I just think that, yeah, I think beta Mm -hmm. is the way to go. Like fully pushing the button. It's beta stop yeah um, so i think that your reasoning is thank absolutely you. sound thank you i you know i don't know much about <laughs> science but like i i did go to catholic yeah. school we're collaborating so. here with dr stuart little we're we're the humanities yeah. they're, they're like, the don't tell me about biology um, i'll tell you about theology yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> when it comes to okay, relationships, I'm been... not about monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you, you, you and your freestyles, they're, they're just There's so good. There's only two genders. Baby, I'm that's called a dichotomy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Are we okay. done? And on that... Yeah, on that absolutely fucking fire note, let's uh, <laughs> let's close out. Uh, this has been Big Bye. Soy Naturals. Um, make yeah. Oh, let's do our quick like little uh, you know cause. Follow us on Twitter. Um, I am Shehersak on Twitter. Cerise is Kamada Fry. I am commodified. Um, I'm, I'm commodified have... this actually. Right, but you're that's okay. This you've changed your username several times. Okay, commodify this. We have we are big story naturals everywhere. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. And we're on Patreon. We're doing a reader series, um, as you've already probably guessed from the last episode. It's going to be Patreon exclusive for like about a month. Um, like depending on when episodes come out, we're going to try to stagger it out. Um, but it's going to be mostly behind a paywall for a little while, and then be out. Um, if once again, if you're still interested in getting, you know. Um, just reading intercourse on your own and you don't even want to pay for the patreon you can still email us we'll allegedly 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 give you an epub copy um of intercourse allegedly parody satire um and yeah i think that's about it um this has been big soy naturals thank you for listening shut up goodbye i don't want smoke i just want to smoke coffee is one of my favorite tastes I don't want smoke, I just want to smoke. The when I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Not only smoke, that, I feel like the balls dope. smell amazing. Yeah, I like green because it makes me lean. And I smoke hot because I'm blowing clouds. Women when are I hit the pipe, then it's time to smoke. Women. There are smoke dangerous people. Like, like, I cannot when I hit get it far enough down my throat to be satisfied. I don't want to smoke. I'm only satisfied when I, I feel smoke. those I intense, smoke. powerful, salty, hot pumps of cum down my throat. I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic.